Welcome to our Meditation Service podcast. Each week we will have a different presentation, including different sutra chanting, different speakers, and different Dharma messages. Through this Meditation Service program, we will have both seated and standing meditation, sutra chanting, and a Dharma message. We hope that this Meditation Service podcast will enable the listener to experience meditation, to experience sutra chanting, and to listen to a Dharma message. In our Shin Buddhist tradition, we regard meditation as not a practice or as a means to try to attain enlightenment, but we are simply sitting to calm ourselves so that we might better receive the Dharma, hear the Dharma. Our everyday life is so hectic and fast-paced and busy, we need a little bit of quiet time, tranquility. We find it hard to focus on listening to a message, and so by sitting first, we're able to settle ourselves, calm ourselves, and open our hearts and minds to receive the teachings. Once we learn how to receive the teachings in a meditation service, we find that we're able to receive the teachings even in our everyday life. We encounter teachers anywhere. It could be a driver. It could be a bartender. It could be your pet cat or dog that gives you a teaching relevant to your life. Thank you. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, it's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply. Let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world, waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most, in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell. Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. All right, this completes our standing meditation. Please return to your seats and we'll prepare for our second seated meditation. 
Again, posture's the same. Try to have a nice straight back, shoulders relaxed, eyes half open, half closed, breathing down into your stomach using your diaphragm. Place your hands in front of your lower abdomen, and we will begin our second seated meditation at the sound of the bell. Please join me in Gosho. Namandouts, 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 Namandouts. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant 
is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition, who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. In the story of the larger sutra, the Bodhisattva declares his 48 vows, things which must be fulfilled if he is to attain perfect enlightenment. Immediately after declaring the vows, he speaks in verse. These are the verses we call Jusege. He says, I will unfailingly attain supreme enlightenment. I will save all the destitute and afflicted everywhere, and my name will be heard throughout the universe. Let's chant the Jusege. Gagon cho se gan, he she jodo, she gan fu Oh, oh, oh. 
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 A lot of people I've been close to have been dying on me lately. Now there is a pleasant thought. No, this is not about impermanence or how precious life is. I'm pretty sure you guys have that part already figured out. It got me thinking about our interconnection with people, not so much about the effect it has on us, but the action of interconnection itself, the karma, if you will. My best friend Gary passed away recently. It was expected, long time coming. We always think that will help, but it never does. My old pal Johnny passed away not too long ago. We grew up in the same neighborhood together, and I've known him most of my life. Johnny was always a bit of a jerk, and of course, I have never been a jerk. Hmm. One quick one on impermanence. In July, we had an elementary school reunion, and Johnny was gone about a month later. It was the last time many of us had seen him. I have a day job, of course. I'm a bookseller at Barnes & Noble. By the way, Barnes & Noble of Orange is a great place to buy books on Buddhism. Now, one of my Barnes & Noble customers just passed away. The customer was Patricia, better known to us as Pat. Pat was not a force to be reckoned with. She was simply a force. Pat was an elderly shut-in who, along with that, had been partially paralyzed in a car accident and spent most of her time in a wheelchair. Pat did not let this stop her. She would call up and tell you her life stories over and over. The same ones over and over. Getting her off the phone was next to impossible. I could put her on hold, and she would still be there 20 minutes later. My managers would tell me to politely get her off the phone, but I couldn't. She had powers. Eerie powers. She would call just to tell me off-color jokes sometimes, so, you know, it was worth it. 
She would tell me very personal things that I cannot repeat here or pretty much anywhere. Pat retained a gigantic ego and would wield it on anyone she did not think was up to her intellectual standards, which pretty much included everyone. Intellectual that she considered herself, she often spoke like a sailor. Now, I thought this was hilarious, but some of my fellow booksellers were not all that thrilled. Of course, there are many things that I think are funny that no one else seems to. I felt for Pat right away, not so much because of her situation. I just felt bad that no one else was willing to give her a chance. Pat loved old movies and actors, which is one of the few things I actually know something about. Pat would always tell me how smart I am, which is probably the real reason why I liked her. I finally tricked someone into thinking that I'm smart, and it was a crazy old lady. Unfortunately, this came at a price, as she would always do this while telling me how dumb everyone else I worked with was. Pat would tell me stories about dating Frank Sinatra, getting shooting lessons at the Simi Valley Gun Club from Clark Gable, living in Italy, and hanging out at David Niven's house. She would also tell me how she was Steve Barnes high school drama teacher. For a while, I just figured these stories were the ramblings of someone whose mind has seen better days. But after a while, I realized there was some real truth to her stories. Because I have nothing better to do, I googled Pat's name and found an old OC Register article about some things her high school drama students were doing. Hmm, I'm a big Steve Martin fan, and I have an old book called Steve Martin, The Magic Years, written by Steve's childhood friend Morris Walker. Morris writes about their high school drama teacher. It was a different name, of course, but the teacher had red hair, a big ego, and told people she dated Frank Sinatra. That was Pat. She also tried to get Stephen Morris expelled from school. How cool is that? One night, when Pat was doing one of her four-hour-plus visits at the store, I asked her about the book written by Morris, and she did not miss a beat, and told me she should sue Morris for what he wrote. So why am I telling you all this? In Buddhism, especially our practice of Jodo Shinshu, we talk about self-examination, seeing ourselves as we really are, seeing ourselves without delusion, without ego. In doing this, we are able to see others with compassion instead of judgment. It's easy for us to say that causes and conditions made us this way, but hard to accept that in others. How much do we lose out on when we make quick judgments about people, when we only see part of them instead of all of them? If I had not for once in my life taken the time to look past Pat's language and negativity, I would have missed out on a person who led an amazing life. The other thing about Pat that was such a learning experience was that through it all, she retained a huge lust for life. She loved telling me stories. She loved telling me jokes. She looked back on a life that was truly lived. Sometimes I would have to wade through a lot of muck to get there, but she really was a lotus flower. A strange lotus flower, but one nonetheless. Good night, my dear friend Pat. I loved you very much. You are a beautiful garden of weeds and flowers. Thank you for letting me go for a walk. Please join me on Gasho. Namo Amidabuzu. Namo Amidabuzu. Namo Amidabuzu. This concludes this podcast. I hope you feel grounded. I hope you feel different than when you began. And this feeling you have, I hope you take it with you out into your everyday life. It's important to develop these qualities in a controlled environment like this podcast. But the aim is for the effects to begin to bleed out into your everyday life naturally. My wife once sent me a meme on Facebook that said, yoga works, but only if you show up. 
And I feel that way about Buddhism and about meditation. It surely works, but only if you stick with it. And you have to get to the point where it becomes something natural and effortless in your life. And if you have high expectations and you're trying to rush the process, you actually retard your ability to change over time. You don't want to grasp it. You don't want to hang on to it. You just want to experience it in a regular practice and integrate it into your everyday life. So thank you very much for coming. I will close with Gasho. Hands together and we will bow. For access to more content, please visit our YouTube channel by searching for the Orange County Buddhist Church. There's over 40 different videos, all about 15 to 20 minutes each, from Dharma Talks and Adult Study given on Sundays at the Orange County Buddhist Church by various ministers. Please attend online. Today's program was presented by Reverend Marvin Harada, Reverend John Turner, Reverend Ellen Crane, Minister's Assistant James Pollard, and Minister's Assistant Matthew Stoles. Executive Producers, Reverend Marvin Harada and Jim Scott. Produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. Directed and engineered by Reverend John Turner. Edited by Jim Scott. This program includes excerpts from Time Stood Still by Riley Lee, used with permission. Copyright 2019 Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved. We hope you'll join us for future podcasts, or please check out our Buddhist online program at everydaybuddhist.org. Our website is ocbuddhist.org. There are Dharma messages that you can read on the website, and the online program has a number of Buddhist education courses from introductory level to the study of Buddhist texts. If you've never attended one of our meditation services, we are located at 909 Southdale Avenue in Anaheim. Thank you for joining us today.